Blog Talk Radio. Oh, Lord, we praise you, oh. 
Another one of our graduates, Alexis Wade Henry, who graduated from the Rich Central High School in Olympia Fields and is headed to Northern Illinois University uh, to study graphic design and arts. Alexis Wade Henry is the niece of Dr. Pamela and Pastor Person. Alexis has come a long way. She has lived in our care for the past three years. And we say every praise, every praise is due our God. Amen. Amen. Welcome once again to this, the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. We are so grateful that you are here. And we just believe that God is going to bless you real good being in worship today. Amen. Come on now, since you made your way to the house of God, since you pressed your way to the house of God, you might as well just go on and give him praise and lift his name because he is worthy. Oh, I can't get no help here. He's worthy of the praise. Just a quick couple of announcements. We thank God for a great uh, trustee meeting this past Thursday. A lot was able to be discussed and planned, and we are excited about the work that is before us. We want to make mention that we are excited about our Summer Sizzle Outreach and Evangelism Fellowship, which is scheduled for July 11th. It will be addressed down Sunday, we will come and we will worship, and immediately after we pronounce the benediction, we will go outside and we will fellowship. We will have hot dogs and hamburgers and food for everyone who's in worship, members of our community. Ebenezer, we are going to be reaching out. We are going to be evangelizing our community. We're going to be inviting them into this holy space. You don't have to pay a thing. You don't have to pay a thing. Just show up, and when it runs out, it runs out. But we'll have plenty of fellowship and fun for all those who will be here July 11th, immediately following worship. Also, July 10th at 10 a.m. will be uh, our church meeting. This is the first church meeting we have been able to have uh, basically since the pandemic, or it's been a while, and we are excited about giving our report of our stewardship on July 10th at 10 a.m. And then you don't want to miss. You got to mark your calendars. You got to mark your calendars for our vendor fair. Our vendor fair is scheduled for August 7th. We will be indoors, outdoors, on in the street, across the street. We are excited about this vendor fair. If you have not reserved your table, you can do that, as, and we, we recommend that you do that as soon as you are able. Uh, we have a lot of vendors that are headed our way for our vendor fair, and we are excited, and this is going to be the biggest 
and the best vendor fair we have ever, ever, ever had. Can I get a few believers in the house? Oh, come on, come on, a few believers in the house. Amen. Amen. Also, we remember and we recall that, and this is real quick, this is for the members and our friends, uh, at our last, at our town hall meeting, uh, one of our members said, hey, Reverend, just let us know what what we need. We are helpful, but, but we're not able to help because we don't know. So I'm taking a moment to let you know that right now we are doing extensive plumbing repair in the Sims building. Extensive plumbing repairs. That is our building, right? We need your support. We need your financial support to get that work completed. There have been many, many, many years of neglect. Now, I ain't throwing no shade on nobody. I just let you see the pictures for yourself. All right, but there has been a lot of work that has been done and still needs to be done, and we are getting the work done. Now, so that you understand why that's so critical, is that once our pipes and our plumbing is all restored, then we are prayerfully going to fill up that boiler and prayerfully there won't be any more leaks and then we'll put that brain box on and we'll start that boiler and God willing, we will have heat in that building again. Now, a lot of things got to happen. A lot of things got to happen and we're praying for favor. Uh, but we need you to do your part. Amen. Okay. That was lukewarm at best. But we recognize that it is our responsibility to first save souls and grow. And then secondly, to care for our facility. Amen. Amen. And we want to do that. We want to say uh, that also we have been in dialogue with the Black Faith Leaders Collective in Chicago and that's led by Chicago Theological Seminary. And many of you are aware that Mercy Hospital has been bought, amen? Uh, Mercy Hospital has been bought, and we had an opportunity uh, to talk uh, with a group of other pastors this past week with the new CEO of Mercy Hospital, who is interested, who is interested in doing a lot of community service events in the Bronzeville community. And on that call were at least two churches that are smack dab right in the middle of Bronzeville. The one was, one was Turner AME Church, which is right around the corner, and the second was Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. Once Mercy Hospital is able to get its legs underneath itself, the hope is that we'll be able to have dialogue and partnership with them as it relates to some of the community service things that we are trying to do. That is why it's so important that we get our facility together so that we can host and have events here at Ebenezer. The Lord is opening doors, Ebenezer. We have to be ready to walk therein. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us continue with worship this Oh. I forgot. Let me just say, we are, I was going to mention it during um, prayer time, but I'll mention it now. Uh, the funeral services for uh, Sister Anita Butts Cross will be held here at Ebenezer on next Saturday at 10 a.m. is the wake and 11 o'clock is the funeral. 
the visitation will be here on Friday from 4 to 7 here at Ebenezer. We are certainly looking forward to our, all of our ushers and other members of our church to come out and support uh, this family, Sister Patricia's family, and, uh, and many of us, all of us who have been longtime members of Ebenezer, know and love Sister Anita Cross, and we are going to celebrate her life, and we are, we are honored to be able to have the services here. Amen? Amen. So, Ebenezer, let's do what we do, and let's support this family. Uh, and also, we're continuing to pray uh, for Sister Bernice Johnson uh, in the loss of her nephew, Marcellus Lane, and those services of celebration also will be this weekend um, as well. Uh, please check our Facebook uh, for uh, more information. Amen. are working towards getting to heaven. We got to get there. There's a path you got to take. What do you have to do? You got to face after the Spirit of God. Come on, somebody. Clap your hands. Come on, somebody. I'm chasing after you, no matter what I have to do, cause I need you more and more. I'm 
That. It says, I'm praising my way through. Anybody ever had to praise their way through something? Huh? Anybody ever had to praise their way through something? You ever just been in the midst of something and the only thing that got you out was your praise? I wish I had. Come on, come on. Before we 
get to the offering. Before we get to the offering, we will be honoring our next graduate, Mr. Austin Jackson. He graduated from grammar school, and he is the grandson of Tamara Ransom. So go ahead and give him some applause. Those of you watching at home, go ahead and click the like button, send some hearts and all that good stuff, and some likes and some thumbs and and all of that. But it is offering time. It is offering time, meaning get your best gift in your hands. If you're at home, get your best gift in your mind so you can start typing in either of these options I'm about to give you. You can go to EbenezerBronzeville.org, hit the Give Now button, and go ahead and give God your best gift. Watch this. The tithe and the offering. Come on. The tithe is what you owe. The offering is what you give on top of the tithe. So go ahead and do that. If you want to mail in your gift, you can do that as well. 4501 South Sands Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. And if you want to text the gift, you can do that as well. Uh, I also believe there's another option, but I'm going to let the pastor tell you all about that one. So we're going to get it together for you. Amen, amen, amen. It's the app. I don't know if Steve <laughs> Yeah, all right, there it is. So anyway, uh, but you can give those ways, and if you want to come by and just drop off and check out the church because you want to see it, look, you can come take a tour of the Sims building too so you can see where the money is going or where it will go. So come on, stop by. The church is open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 8 a.m. to at least 4 p.m., huh? So come on back and hang out and check out what needs to be done. Amen. Let us go to the throne in prayer for our offering. Father God, we thank you right now in advance. Lord God, we thank you right now, God, for these gifts. God, we thank you for these givers, God. You know what we stand in need of, God. So right now we're asking that you would bless the gift and the giver, God. Then give us the wisdom and the knowledge to use those gifts so that we can further the work of your kingdom in this place. We pray this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Church of God scholarship. She will be attending Aurora University in the fall. Congratulations. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And she is Nancy Wade's granddaughter. Granddaughter. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just so our graduates will know, we will be having a card with a token of appreciation for you. We'll be we'll be having that ready probably about midweek this Wednesday. Uh, so we'll make certain that your grandparents will get that to you, or you can come to the church as well. But give us to Wednesday to get that together. I want to acknowledge a couple of people. Glad to see uh, in the house, uh, Brother Rob Martin, Deacon Rob Martin is back. Stand up, Rob. Rob is back. He has been uh, challenged in his health, but he is here. Uh, he has he texted me almost every Sunday and say, I'm so sorry I wasn't able to make it. And I said, bro, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, and I know where your heart is. Get here when you can get here. He don't like a lot of fanfare. Uh, he's a very private person, but uh, we thank God for his presence here today uh, because whenever he's missing, uh, uh, it is, his presence is, is felt when he is not here. Amen. Also, one, one acknowledge a friend of ours is, uh, in the house uh, from Metropolitan, Cheryl Van Eden, one of my long friends, partners in ministry from Metropolitan, visiting with us today. Come on, stand. Come on, stand. And while she's saying, are there any other visitors in the house? We want to acknowledge you. Any other visitors? Okay, that means you family. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're so glad to see all of you here today. All of you here today. And for those of you who are watching, I know it's convenient, but it's time to start pressing your way. It's time to start pressing your way. Because I know you're pressing your way to the boat. I was outside. I saw y'all go in. No, I was out. Y'all pressing y'all way to the mall. Y'all pressing y'all way to the grocery store. Y'all pressing y'all way to Navy Pier. So you need to press your way to the house of the Lord. We have uh, many people that are on our sick list today. 
that we're lifting in prayer. Again, we are continuing to pray for Bernice Johnson and family in the loss of her nephew and praying for the Cross Butts family in the loss of Anita. We're lifting in prayer Elise Grant, Sister Angie Williams, daughter of Patricia Hatcher, Alfred Moore, the father of Vicki Jamison and Marnita Easters. Continue to pray for Ethel Freeman. Uh, she was on the call for Sunday school today. She had her own testimony. We're thanking God that she's getting better day by day. We're praising God for and praying for interceding on behalf of Robert Burns, the husband of Ethel Burns, Willie Grant, and Kenneth Sexton, and Christine Brown. We're praying for Eloise Davis and Minnie Peggs and Albert Burton and Mary Burton and Shirley Anderson and Mary Sumter and Grace Lee and continue to pray for Lindsay Mayfield and Deacon James Smith and Reverend Mary Alice Grant, Sarah Billets and Mary Alexander, the caregiver for Minnie Peggs, Lucretia Nathan, we are lifting in prayer. We're lifting in prayers those families impacted by the collapse of that condo in Florida. We are praying for those who have been impacted by gun violence in our city and throughout our country right now. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we come before you recognizing that you are the source and the strength of our lives. God, we come right now interceding on behalf of those persons who are on our sick list, those who are grieving right now, oh God. We're asking that you would touch them in a mighty way, that you would heal their body, that you would restore them, oh God, because we recognize you to be a physician, a great physician. We, some of us, know you to be a healer right now, God. So whoever and wherever the need is, oh God, we ask that you will go into the sick room, that you will go into the bedrooms, oh God, and touch those bodies right now that are seeking and searching for healing, God. God, we're lifting up and celebrating the class of 21, those who have labored under extraordinary circumstances, God, and yet, oh God, you allow them to persevere, oh God, and to work towards their goals. We celebrate their accomplishments today, oh God. We celebrate the next steps of their journey, oh God. We lift up Ebenezer right now, God. We lift up our church, oh God, our faith community, oh God. We ask you, oh God, that as we continue to march on, that we might find favor, oh God. That we'll find favor with people throughout this community people, oh God, that will assist us and help us do what you have called us to do, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for all that has been. We thank you, God, for what is. But God, we are celebrating right now what shall be in this place. Have mercy, oh God. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on the sick. Have mercy on the affirmed. Have mercy on the afflicted. Have mercy on our seniors. Have mercy on our young people right now in the name of Jesus. Have mercy on our communities. Have mercy, oh God, in, in our communities where gun violence has run rapid, oh God. Have mercy right now, oh God. 
have mercy, O oh God. God, we're lifting up David Pearson right now, whose spirit is low, O oh God. We ask that you will touch right now. Touch right now, God. Allow him, O oh God, to feel the indwelling of the Holy Spirit right now, God, in the name of Jesus. We're calling on you right now, God, on behalf of so many people. Because I believe, O oh God, that there's a witness in the room that you are still able, that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above that we can ask or say, is there a witness today? God is able. Hallelujah in this place. Hallelujah in this place. We lift this prayer on the wings of the morning, place before thy feet. So the all-wise God we pray for and thank we pray. And all of God's people say, Amen. Miracle worker, promise. Lying in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. God, you are a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Lying in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are. that we'd like to acknowledge today. That's all right. Let him use you. That's all right. I feel that thing too. He is a way maker. He is a way maker. Just keep that there right there. We're celebrating Gigi Janae Simmons. She is the granddaughter of Vivian Peake 
and the daughter of the late Bruce Simmons. She's complete her family medicine residency in two days. She will begin a fellowship in addiction medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. In addition, in addition, she is a reach scholar at Yale University. She is a testament that God is indeed a way maker. We are rooting hard for her. We are rooting hard for her. This incredibly gifted African-American young lady is doing great things and achieving her goals in medicine. She's doing it, doing it like black girl magic does. And uh, if I may, we're rooting hard for her because she's doing it while her father looks over the balcony of glory. Yeah. And see what his baby girl is doing. We celebrate this accomplishment. And we celebrate all of our graduates. Every step matters. Every step of the journey matters. Because there are people that bled and died for you to have the opportunity. There are family members that sacrificed money and labor and dollars so you can be where you are. There are churches that have scholarships and needs so that you can be where you are. To God be the glory. Just a few more minutes of praise. Come on, come on, come on.
chapter 20 through 23. There is a treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spends it up. He that follows after righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and casts down the strength of the confidence thereof. Whoso keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from troubles. The word of God for the people of God and all God's people said, amen. I want to speak from the subject, a brief word, a brief word to the wise, a brief word to the wise. 
we've all heard the adage that knowledge is power. But that's only half the story. For it's really the correct application of knowledge that is truly powerful. The Bible calls that wisdom. Anybody can acquire knowledge. You can read a book, you can research a subject, or you can memorize facts. But until you learn to apply that knowledge effectively, all you have become is a walking dictionary. Knowledge is knowing, but wisdom is using that knowledge to make sound judgment. Our computer bus will understand when I say that your knowledge must become interactive. For example, we know there's a vaccine that prevents the spread of the coronavirus, but it takes wisdom to schedule the shot. Solomon gave us a whole book of knowledge, but it's the application of that knowledge that turns it into a book of wisdom. Wise people guard themselves against the consequences of foolishness and unrighteousness, which means in a word from our vernacular, we don't have time for the dumb stuff. Today, we will see what treasures we can find in just a few of the verses in the book of Proverbs from Solomon's knowledge. First, Solomon says, be wise and prepare for your future. That's one of the things that rings true for me when I think about my journey in ministry preparation. I remember as a sophomore on summer break coming to this to that office, Dr. Sims' office, and telling him, sharing with him, that I felt a call to ministry. And I remember the words that he shared with me as if it was yesterday. He said to prepare, to continue and stay in school, to prepare for ministry required work. Solomon says, be wise and prepare for your future. The text begins with this king's very profound observation. He says, there is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling place of the wise, but a foolish man spends it up. You see, we have to come to understand that it is a dangerous, dangerous thing to live short-sightedly. In other words, from paycheck to paycheck, with no desire to store up a reserve for the future. You see, your future is uncertain. Your sizable blessings today may not be so sizable tomorrow. But wise people save for the unexpected. Now I know that some of you in this room may be saying or on that stream may be saying, well, Rev, I don't have anything to save. I've been laid off. I, I haven't been to work in 18 months. Really? Even those of us at the bottom of the economic ladder 
receive blessings from God. Solomon calls those blessings your oil. Now notice that Solomon is talking about a wise person, not a wealthy one. Because wise people are not wise because they are wealthy. They are wealthy because they are wise. They have because they are diligent in their saving. Foolish people consume everything they have and spend everything they earn. They fail to practice self-discipline or good stewardship. What do you mean, preaching? Y'all remember those stimulus checks? Most of y'all got them, except for me. But only some of us needed them. What did you do with yours? Did you save it? Did you sow a seed to the church? Or did you go online and shop till you were broke yet again? Scholars have said, financial literacy have said, that there are some tips for you to ponder. After you set aside your gifts to God, learn to make saving your greatest priority. Investors recommend saving 15% of your income. Why don't most people do that then? The answer is simple. They have become victims of lifestyle inflation, sucked in by the pool of prestige. The more they make, the more stuff they want. They want a bigger house, a more expensive car, and they want designer clothes. They fill up their barns with stuff. Saving prepares the wise for the future. And when you do this, you have the resources you need to pay for that trip to the dentist, to replace a tire that blows out. Their savings or cash reserves is there to cover the unpredictable. And because of their savings, they have something the frivolous spender will never have. Through hard work and self-discipline, the wise have purchased one of God's greatest gifts, peace of mind, for they are prepared for the future. They don't tempt God by squandering, squandering every blessing God gives to them. God calls us to be wise stewards. The next wise word found in Proverbs is this. Live right and be forgiving. Let me say that again. Live right and be forgiving. Solomon says if you practice righteousness and mercy, you will be filled with life righteousness and honor for I have discovered that there's another type of wealth that you should pursue and it's not from mammon or money stocks and bonds are nice to have but Solomon says that living righteously can give you another type of wealth it can give you long life and honor long life and honor are something we all want but sometimes we don't take the righteous challenge 
seriously enough. For a righteous life is one that is virtuous. A righteous life is one that is moral. A righteous life is one that is just and blameless. A righteous life is honest and respectable. It leaves no room for willful misconduct. You see, we unwittingly already commit enough sins. We don't need to live that way on purpose. We don't need to be deliberate about our sins. Solomon says those who are wise enough to curb, to curb their appetite for unrighteousness will live long and prosper. And you thought Spock was the first to say that. Check out the treasures you receive when you practice righteousness and mercy. Righteousness is its own treasure. And then add to that long life and honor. We know that because of their careful stewardship, the wise enjoy the temporal things that money can buy. But they also enjoy the priceless things that money cannot buy. There are, these are the treasures that make life truly meaningful. The only way to receive these treasures is to follow God's moral and virtuous life plan. Oh, to be sure, there will be other plans and programs that the world will offer to you. But you must embrace the life plan that God has offered in his holy word. Righteousness and mercy won't chase you down. You have to chase them. It's easy to live any old kind of way. The challenge is to fine-tune your life to match up with Christ's expectations. You have to love your enemies and pray for those who despitefully use you. The enemy is no match for a righteous person with a forgiving heart. But righteousness and mercy show don't come easy. Solomon says you have to pursue them. To live righteously is to live morally. To show mercy is to demonstrate God's love to everyone. To everyone. If you chase after righteousness and love, God's incomparable riches will be yours. Jesus affirmed it when he said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be what? Filled. Do you want a rich life? Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And then there's this final word to the wise today. Guard your tongue. I think I say that again. That's in the Bible too, just so y'all know. Guard your tongue. This is where too many Christians go to sleep 
and tune out. Solomon says, a wise man scales the city of the mighty and casts down the strength of the confidence thereof. Whoso keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Let me give it to you from the Living Bible translation. A wise man conquers the strong man and levels his defenses. How? Keep your mouth closed and you will stay out of trouble. That's some wisdom right there. Wisdom infuses us with a strength that is greater than physical might. Solomon used his own walled city as an example of how the wise can overcome even the strongest of men. A city's fortification with all of its military strength is no match for the power of God. But it often hinges on you following one sound bit of advice. Keep your mouth shut. I don't know about you, but I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and I went to this higher, uh, this academic uh, 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 Citadel called Chicago Vocational High School. Everybody couldn't get in there. You had to be smart to get into CVS. And I, I remember every now and then, there would be a schoolyard fight. And I used to witness this, and most of them started with the strong boy taunting. His name was, one of them was named was Mason. I ain't going to give the last name. He may be looking for some of us. <laughs> and Mason would pick on the weakest boy, usually in front of his classmates, daring him to stand up for himself. The smart ones were the boys who kept their mouths shut and walked away. Therein lies the greater strength that can only come from God. A military general with a powerful, well-equipped army or even a tall boy with a powerful punch can't bring down those who, out, out, who, out, who put their trust in God. The spiritually wise possess a strength that is unmatched by any military power. God hears the cries of those who truly, truly trust him. He empowers them to conquer all that opposes and stands against them. You see, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. That's right, Ebenezer, according to the power that works within us. The good news today is you have the power. You have the power to achieve. You have the power to complete. You have a, the power to ascend to wherever God wants you to go. Benjamin Mays said that every man and woman born into this world is to do something unique and something distinctive. Faith is that foundation of power. The path from where you are now to where you want to be is not straight and level. 
it's often uphill. For it takes many curves and many turns. Sometimes it even seems to double back on itself so that you feel that you are going in the opposite direction. Beloved, don't give up and don't lose your faith. Your life journey ain't over till God says it's over. Walk towards your future with faith. You must believe and stay the course and follow his plan. I remember my mom and my dad often telling us, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Some of you are giggling because you had that same type of parent too. And and I never knew they were quoting scripture, and I I don't believe they knew it either, at, at least not in that instance. But guarding your speech is probably the smartest lesson I learned from them. Solomon says it's godly. The wise have the power to discern what they should and should not say. When they control their tongues, they spare themselves the stress of any unnecessary battles. The person who controls their tongue will control their whole body. That's what James said in uh, James 3 and 2. When you are provoked by Satan, don't allow yourself to be snarred by his traps. It's always wise to just stand and witness the power of God. His grace, his power, his wisdom, and his glory are greater than any battle the enemy can muster against you. God can tear down any wall and open any door. Benjamin Franklin once said, a word to the wise is sufficient. I don't know if he was reading Solomon when he said it, but Solomon's word to the wise is sufficient for us all. But it's sufficient only if you hear and then if you heed the word. For if you heed the wisdom of God, you will turn your anxiety into assurance. If you heed the word of God, you can turn your despair into hope, your disappointment into delight. If you heed the wisdom of God, you can turn your anger into meekness, your greed into generosity, your pride into humility, your confusion into confidence. If you heed the wisdom of God, you can turn your worry into contentment, your vice into virtue, your deceit into honesty, and your sorrow into joy. This morning to the class of 2021 and to their families, to their, those who have supported them, this morning, you are at the threshold in your life where you are now ready to be more, achieve more, then I urge you to cross that threshold in the company of Christ, to trust Christ's guidance, and thus to trust yourself. For Jesus has loved you, has died for you, and that makes you somebody. Or if this morning you feel as though there are no more thresholds like that for you, not no more graduations, but 
but no new worlds to conquer, no more energy, no more oomph, then I would urge you to trust the Christ who has brought you this far by faith and see if there are not yet greater things for you to do. For I do believe that any of us, that any of us are tossed out, are not, I do not believe that any of us are tossed out into the scrap heap by God. We may pitch ourselves there, but he has not put us there, and he does not want us there. Greater things are in store for you if you walk in the company of Christ. The word says, remember now your creator in the days of your youth, before, before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. To remember your creator means to think about God and to acknowledge him in your life. And it is vital to make sure that you know God while you are still young. It's important to know that the Lord is powerful. It's important to know the Lord before you encounter the difficulty of what might come in your life. You know, I've gone to a many graduations this year, watched them online, and most of the valedictorian speeches pretty much are all the same. And when a valedictorian speech, valedictorian gives a speech at graduation, he or she will usually talk about how great life is going to be from here on out. But if you take the time to sit down and talk to someone who's been around the block a while, most will probably tell you that life comes with challenges. Life comes with difficulties. And this is not just me being dismal. Ask some of your seniors. They know the dark days and the difficult days that are yet coming. So you have better lay a good spiritual foundation as early in life as possible. You see, the storms of life will eventually come. And without Jesus by your side, you can easily drown in the sea of hardship. Now, granted, you may have already endured some challenges as a teenager or as a young person, but the truth is that life only gets harder, not easier. But if, if you take the Lord with you, then you can better endure what lies ahead. The old folks used to say, used to sing a song, if Jesus goes with me, I'll go. It may be in the valley where countless dangers hide. It may be in the sunshine that I in peace abide. But this one thing I know, if it be dark or if it is fair, if Jesus is with me, I'll go anywhere. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go anywhere, anyhow, wherever he leads. It is my hope and prayer that as you turn to the next chapter of your life, that you take Jesus with you and watch and see what he can do in and through you. The word of God for the people of God. 
and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. We're going to open the doors of the church at this time. Perhaps there's someone here that would like to go with Jesus. Perhaps there's someone here that has come to the next step of their life. Perhaps there's someone that wants to give their life to the Lord. We extend an invitation to you right now. If you're watching us via our YouTube channel or if you are streaming through our Facebook Live, we open the doors of the church for you today. And we ask you just to send your contact information, that you send your contact information, and one of our deacons will follow up with you. Is there one today? I'm going to ask those of you who are sitting there to pray that someone's heart is moved to, to, to join and give their lives to the Lord. Is there one? I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. I love you, Jesus. I worship. I worship the Lord and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. I love you, I love you, Jesus. I worship, I worship and adore you. Come on, you know the word. Come on, join in. I love you, Jesus. 
Brother Dana, Pastor Dana. You know, when I hear that song, it puts me in a spirit of wanting to worship and adore him. And then, and then, and I'm going to get in trouble for this, it's all right. But they tell me that this is the birthplace of gospel music. That's what they say. That's what they say. This is the birthplace of gospel music. That's, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Which means that <laughs> this ought to mean something to you. This ought to get up down in your bones. Because you know how awesome God really is in your life. Don't come here to spectate, but come here to participate. We turn on the TV and we see our children 
being shut, shot down with with a bank with reckless abandon. And we say we are the church. That we ought to be praying and we ought to be praising. I said we ought to be praying and we ought to be praising. Y'all miss it. We ought to be praying and we ought to be praising. Because if we want change, real change to come, it's going to take a God. It's going to take a God. It ain't going to take just who we put in the White House or who we put in the governor's mansion. It's going to take God changing some things around. I know y'all didn't come for the after, but the Lord put that in my spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just felt since y'all took the time to tune in, to come in, you ought to leave here energized. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you Benediction. I'm going to go on after I pronounce that just to get mine on. Because <laughs> there's a lot going on in our land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on in this church. Yeah. And it's not bad. It's, it's work. Yeah. And I need a few believing folks. I need a few praying folks. So we can be what God has called us to be. I wanna, I wanna say, just so y'all be aware, I believe and have been trained in self-care. For those who pour out, you gotta be restored. You gotta take care of yourself. So, Sister Susan is stepping away on vacation for six weeks so that she can be restored. She has been on the grind for 18 plus months. And so we're praying that God would restore her. I know she's doing, getting some things done. We're asking God will restore her and bring her back energized. Everett is going out of town tomorrow morning to get away for a week. We are praying that God will restore him. Mary, and I don't know when your turn is, but whenever you go, we support that. Mark, little Mark, we support self-care. Some of y'all who've been here, all Minister King, 18 months, plus, no Sundays off. Oh, y'all don't hear me. No Sundays off. 
We believe in self-care. So we want to pray for those for traveling mercy. Praying for my wife who is down in Mississippi with her dad. All is well, but she needs to be with dad for a while. It's all good. Let us look to heaven and now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. To present you before his father with exceedingly great joy. To the all-wise God be dominion and power, honor, and glory. Now, henceforth and forevermore, in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, amen. Go in peace. Remember to pray for the sick among us. And remember to be kind to one another. Those of you online, don't forget to watch our graduates. God bless you all. Your ladder will be greater than the rest And you will be blessed More than you can have Despite all that has been done The best is yet to come And your ladder will be greater
Oh, this happened in the world. 